Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Snowcast. Thanks for tuning in and I'm your host DJ Watch as ever joined on my left by my trusty companion Owen fucking Tab. Owen take a sip there buddy uh, before you get going. How are you getting going on? I am fucking very well now. Uh, we're inside here in Phil Grimes pub uh, with two of our compatriots who just had to leave there uh, recently um, Big Dave Quinn One of the stalwarts Snowcast celeb one of, Yeah he's a, he is a Snowcast celeb at this age And uh, Stewie 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 Green Stewie uh, Stewie Green Stewie Green Stewie Stewie Green Nah Fuck it But yeah no. Two sound Two sound boys Absolute gents that were uh, on the stout tonight as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, actually, they were they, on, they were on um, the white gypsy knocker. Knocker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They said it was creamy anyway, like, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a white gypsy knock in the past and it's lovely, yeah. It's really nice and um, creamy. I think it's uh, one of those ones that you have to kind of drink fresh enough, like, as in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'd leave her sitting around for a while, it but. It settle well, like, yeah. Uh, no, settles fine, but doesn't stay settled as long as the traditional. Uh, darker ales or stouts would. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm pretty much talking about the long set, you know. Oh yeah. What I mean, you know. Yeah, just move along, get along, move along, shift, go, move, go. shift, move, ha, shift, ha ha. ha. Um, anyways, speaking of what the lads were drinking, on we're actually here on a Tuesday night because of travel commitments. Um, usually we record on a Thursday night, and the last two episodes you'll have heard is from us in Grady's yard. Uh, absolutely loved our time with them lads. We're back here on Phil Grimes tonight. What I want to know, Owen, is trip to Phil Grimes is always an adventure. What are you drinking tonight? Um, so I'm on the Blacks of Kinsale Brute uh, IPA uh, Mark II. As they're, Tom gave a lovely description of this to Owen, so would you like to repeat that for the listeners? So yeah, they're um, secret, second iteration of um, this IPA. Uh, as as Tom said to me, like, um, it's quite dry on the tongue. Like after like after you take after you take the initial sip, there's like not not as if the flavour goes, but like 
that like initial taste, I don't know, tasting, as in like that like sensation of taste on your tongue uh, kind of goes. Uh, but yeah, fucking tasty, tasty, mm. tasty, tasty beer. I actually, I actually really, really, really like this. I'd fucking highly recommend this bastard. Like it's, it's a beauty. Like, um, there's a bit of like fruitiness behind it as well, but um, like that fruitiness stays, but like the initial taste kind of goes. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah. I, I got you the taste of it off, yeah. And I, my my lingering um thing was it's when you, when they say a dry pea, it's literally. The wetness goes from your taste buds, but the flavour lingers. And it, it's a lovely drink to drink. I, I've only had a taste of it. You're on your third point of it now, and it's going down well for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going down very well. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're happy out. Um, I actually, look, we, we don't like uh, dissing beers here on the Snowcast, but you have to be honest, honest with the listeners as well. And I had uh, the Bog Monster from, I think it was Loch Rilly, Um Yeah, it was. Uh, Loch... Lockill, was it? Uh, yeah, them lads. Anyway, yeah, well, they're, they're yeah. like I've had a few of the beers before, and they're, they're lovely. But I had a Bog Monster, seven point two percent. Bit medicinal for me. Like you've heard me on the Snowcast before, describe ten point two percent ales from Yellow Belly beer, which I've loved. So it's not that the percentage is an issue for me. Uh, I did a beer tour of Belgium one summer, um, interrailing and fucking loved it and the Belgian bastards would go for stuff stronger than mine um, they don't serve pints of it in Belgium and similarly in, in Yellow Belly they'll, they'll give you a schooner a, sh- a schooner of certain stuff that's too strong to be served in pints but I had a, 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 uh, I bought a schooner of this stuff and had a couple of sips it was a bit medicinal for me so in fairness like I turned around to Tom and said Tom do you know when you know you're defeated and like when you don't like something like we're men for trying out new beers I held my hands up and said it wasn't for me I can see like it, it's peat smoked and, and rested in barrels that have I don't know is it whiskey or rum that they've they've had in those barrels beforehand so you can see how like it develops the character it's very characteristic those characteristics don't play to my palate but they might to yours so I wouldn't say this is completely try it for sure but for me it wasn't for me anyway. You had a taste of it on. Yeah, it was a bit like I don't know. It's a bit aromatic for me. Like it was, it, like it was too flavored. I don't know if that's like it. It, it just pretty much tasted like alcohol. Mm. You know, uh, there was that whole kind of uh, nearly liqueur sense. Yeah, it. that's that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, um, whereby like you just I don't know. You just really really tasted um, like I don't know like a an alcohol, but like maybe even like. No, not not floral is the word, but like, do, do you know uh, like a, definitely like a, just a, like a very a pronounced flavour to it as well. Like, you know? do you know what it's like? I remember the first time I ever tasted an Irish coffee, and it was my grandmother in Cork Kitty. She made an Irish coffee for my uncle. She burnt the coffee and threw a heap too much of the. She threw a heap too much whiskey in it, and it was similar enough to that where it was like smoky, but at the same time blew the head off. Yeah, it was that kind of liquorish taste. Now, I'm, as I said. Now, pe- hold pe- on now. I, I actually didn't I actually didn't mind the taste of it, like and like like I actually didn't think it was like a bad beer, but just like it like as you were saying earlier on, right, it's a fucking bovril beer. Yeah, Tom right? Tom actually said that in fairness. Right? And it was it like it was Yeah. It's it's one of those beers that like like I I like you know, I did like and I said to you earlier on, I said 
Like it, it's one of those beers that I wouldn't have a pint a of, right? And and it's a grower, right? Yeah. And I'd have, I probably would have a glass mm. of, right? And mm. I'd I'd call it quits there and then. Like I wouldn't even have a schooner. I'd have yeah. a fucking. I say I said to you like if you had an owl, if you had a bit of a sinusitis now cold. It was a shitty day. You came in a glass of that stuff and a hot port to fucking clear your sinuses right mm-hmm. up. But like, like I said, each of their own. Your taste might be different to mine. I, I recommend you try it. Um, so I, I came off it, and in fairness to Tom here, the absolute gent of a barman, so knowledgeable about his beers and nails and everything that's going. It's actually ludicrous tonight. It's an education having a conversation yeah, with him. Is, I yeah. love, I love just sitting and chatting to Tom, and uh, I said to him what. What do you recommend? So he gave me, he actually gave me a couple of tasters. Uh, they were nice. I, ha- I had a taste of the Wit Woo from the Rascal Brewing Company, who um, mm-hmm. we had a bit of banter on Instagram with today. Um, and then boys, the Wit Woo is very flavoursome, very crisp. Uh, coriander and ginger sings through. It's like it's it's like having a pint and a stir fry in one fucking mouthful. It's it's class to be fair to them. Beautiful. But I actually taste the the Gracienda. Graciosa or Graciendo, I'm not too sure. Graciosa. Graciosa, geez, I made a right fuck of that. Yeah. From, from the Hopley um, Company and a brewing company in Offaly, and it's a tropical ale. Um, oh, listen, like, we argued actually, I gave a taste of stew and a taste of Dave, you've tasted it. I reckon it's mango they've used in it. Stew thought it was pineapple. What did you say it was? I you said passion, it was passion fruit, fruit yeah. initially, but when Dave said it was pineapple, I actually, yeah, mm. maybe it is pineapple but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting a mango vibe from it. It's that kind of tropical fruit undertone to a lovely pale ale. It's really nice and, and I've really enjoyed uh, the couple of pints I've had so far. Well, I, I'm on my third pint of that as well after having just two sips of the other stuff. I, I, I couldn't drink it personally, but that being said, I wouldn't put anyone off it. So that's where we're here in Phil Gimes, enjoying ourselves, having a nice few pints, and uh, we've got a couple of a couple of things lined up. Now we didn't put out to the listeners for the topics this time, um, almost out of shame because we made such fucking hymns the last episode. If you listen to that, you'll understand. We actually accidentally deleted the listeners' questions uh, section after we recorded it, but. We're going to blame Grady's yard for that because he got us too drunk with the savage interview they did in episode 6. If you haven't listened to episode 6, get on it. We interviewed Kevin Kavanagh from the bar manager of Grady's yard and we interviewed Danny Trapp, the head salesman there in Yellow Valley Beer and it was an absolute fucking treat. I have to say, Owen, possibly my favourite chat ever about beer drinking or just generally and ever. It was just a brilliant fucking conversation to be a part of. Yeah, like it probably comes second in a chat I had with my mum there about her giving out about my drinking habits, you know. Like that was that was a pretty, pretty good yeah. conversation, like, you know. Before I start recording, my dad rang me. Go on, yeah. And I answered the phone to him and Stu and Dave and yourself were having a great conversation there and uh, I had to jump out of it to answer the phone to my father and uh, I answered the phone and he just heard the background and I said, Ah, you're not in the pub again. <laughs> but hey, pays the bills. Hey. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't yet, but we hope it does. <laughs> if you could please uh, contribute a couple of puns to our, to our Patreon account. To be fair, like we're not poor, but like we'd like to make this our full time job. If you would like to hear a snowcast every day, donate to the snowcast at gmail.com. Donate to the liver awareness campaign. Yeah. 
Anyways, moving swiftly along from that point. Uh, fair play to your mother for looking out for your best interests. Geraldine Tav, what a woman. Uh, I'm going to move on to one, and today was a very significant day in Irish society. Today was budget day. Budget day is one of them funny fucking days where, like, you're sitting there and they're saying, we're giving this money to this and this money to that, but this is going up by that and this is going up by that. I always feel the budget's right. Like, my whole thing is, right, when I see my take-home pay pack and it says X amount, and if that goes up, ultimately I'm happy. But And that's coming after the budget. But my feelings on budget day is, I always feel like, they're giving you a fiver to put in your front pocket so they can take a tenner out of your arse pocket. And that's my my residual feeling. Now, we we literally graduated from college in the middle of austerity, so like we're, we're kind of half-fucked anyway, and we're just going to be that lost generation. We just, like, we accept it. It's part of our fucking makeup, whatever. But whatever about the nation's finances, there's something I want to know about you, and that is... Owen Tab as a 28-year-old versus Owen Tab that I met as an 18-year-old in UCC all them years back as a student. What budgeting habits have you different now than you had then? Right, so here it is. Budgeting at 24 is a different bastard altogether. 24? Like 20, sorry, 28. Sorry. <laughs> You're being very kind to yourself. <laughs> I could be 24. <laughs> you, you calm your mouth down. How many points have you had? I've only had three. <laughs> I may have had a four. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look. Uh, budgeting then, or budgeting now as opposed to then, I was a different fish altogether. Uh, I've... I budget now uh, very uh, statistically, like as in literally, like just, like mark down a lot of expenses. Like you know, it is a very much so uh, you know uh, plus and minus thing of uh, I can afford this, I can't, I, I can't afford that. Uh, like you know, as in, say I had a subscription to. Uh, uh, like, uh, like this like box service that um, uh, it, like gave me uh, like oh, it was fucking ludicrous. Gave me like ties and stuff like every like ties as in T I E, not T O Y S, right? Yeah, the mad tartan one that you got over there. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. So I used to have a thing, and in fairness, it was fucking quality. Like I used to love that thing coming in every month, like. I'm just going to jump in at this point because as can happen when you record in pubs, you record publicly. We were interrupted by a Scottish chap who we had been speaking to at the bar uh, before we started recording because we were having a conversation about Celtic languages with Tom the barman in Phil Grimes and this chap and uh, he remembered a Scottish, Scots Gaelic word that he couldn't recall at the bar. So he came down to tell us that and with the little chat we had, he was an interesting character, his wife was with him, and we decided that we'd uh, see if we get a bit of content out of him, and here's what we came up with. Enjoy. So how it started was, the last time we were here in Phil Grimes, and Tom was working on the bar, Kevin usually just says us fuck off, get out, 
when, 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 when last call is had and we've missed it, good luck. But Tom said, right, lads, we've stopped serving. So I said to him, uh, um, which basically is the Irish for the, ne- the next night. And uh, he asked me, you know, oh, Jesus, that's beautiful. Uh, starts with, Tom has great interest in Irish language and we speak about it going uh, frequently. So I was at the bar. Tom said to me, what was that phrase you said to me the last day? And I repeated it. So Ron, you have a couple of phrases in Scots Gaelic for us that you just want to explain. And we're going to bat, to bat back and forth about the Irish equivalents and how they're quite similar. Well, the one so so the one that came to mind after 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 the one God, you mentioned you have there. A beautiful, beautiful accent. <laughs> oh, fucking dirty bastard. People people take the piss out of the Scottish accent, <laughs> oh, but it's no, sexy. Out. Fucking sexy. No wonder you married him. <laughs> I had twenty two as well. Oh, I had yeah. twenty two. That's, that's for the next podcast yeah. anyway. The one that so following up on the Irish that you use, there's a gorgeous, gorgeous Scottish phrase called uh, it's a Jock and Doris, which. Which, if you speak Irish, you'll understand is meaning a drink, a drink for the door, a drink before yeah. you leave the door. One for the road, as the, the English road. people would exactly. say. Yeah. One for the road. So, Joch, jo- Joch and Doris. Joch and Doris. Uh, which in Irish will be Joch Don Doris. Yeah, Joch Don Doris or Joch Joch and Doris. So it's it's just a little different, um, um, like you put different emphasis on the different spelled, syllables. Spelled the same, I'm sure. It's spelled the same, more than likely. And we we got chatting then about a small drink, which you said was would be a jock, well, be a jock, a jock bag or a jockin, jockin yeah. bag. So which which would be jock vig in Irish, uh, vig because of grammar it would be vig, but small in Irish would be biog, which is b a g, and big in Scots Gaelic is pronounced Beck. Yeah, Beck. 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 but the G the G is almost like a K. Yeah. So, for example, it's like the band Beck, like uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, like when you're spelling the word clock, it's spelled G L O C, clock. Yeah. But it's spelled, but it's, but it's a K instead of a G. That's gas, G L O C, because the Irish oh. word is clog, which is C L O G. Yeah, it's still Gaelic. It's the same language. It's fundamentally Celtic language. It's just been fucking tossed around a bit because there's a river between us, essentially. It's a big river like that. Yeah, <laughs> people have thrown it though. People have thrown it. Like, people have thrown it. So speaking, speaking of the like, uh, Maroc, American over here in Ireland, married to a Scottish man at twenty-two years of age. Bless you and save you. Um, yeah, fucking. 12. What do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, fucking no, no holding back from Kevin there. What do you think about uh, Ireland and Scotland having these languages that are in a minority? Only a percentage of the population speak them. And you come from the states which doesn't really have many indigenous languages yet speaks English primarily, like us. Have you been to the south? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we actually have a couple of oh, listeners okay. in the south. Yeah, good. Well. I mean, every area has its dialects, and I'm sure anybody can attest to the differences between regions. And you feel like you're the same people, and then you go in between different areas, oh, and you're in a completely different so area. True, like, You've hit yeah. the nail on the head. Like in Cork, there's probably ten miles between two two different vi- uh, yeah. towns or villages, yet they have a different word to describe the they dog. They can't fucking understand each other. Either. But they have a different yeah. word for a dog. So the, I, these are Gaeltacht, so to speak. Irish fluently in the, in these towns. I was born in Mallow. Were you born in Mallow, yeah? Yeah. Fuck <coughs> me. You don't come across like a Mallow head. I'm a Warford man. He's a war- <laughs> he's a war- What's the difference? Well, he's a Mallow kid, but a Warford man. Mallow is born like North Mallow. Cork and 
and Waterford is Waterford is southeast. It's very distinct. It, it's got the, its own character. Like like in in the Gwaeltoft in Cork, you could basically go from one side of a mountain to another, and a dog is called a madra on one side of the dog, on one side of the mountain. Sorry, jeez, the dog, and on the other side of the mountain, a dog would be called a geyer. Which is a completely different fucking yeah. word altogether. It's a bit mad. Never yeah. heard that. Have you never heard Geyer? No. No. Yeah. Like we are my English teacher in secondary school. I'm a mellow man. You're a mellow man. You, you should know this. Madra. Madra. You're only around the corner from him. Uh, oh, you read an English teacher from Ballyahungary uh, or Ballingary and he was, he used to call a dog a Geyer but we, we learned it as Madra because that's just a the generic terminal. That's what everyone name. else calls it. But this little fucking pocket in, in court call it a guyer. Uh, no, it was fucking fascinating there. We were One at the bar. I struggled with was um, a do- so a dog in Scottish Gaelic would be a coo. Yeah. Is that, uh, quite <laughs> a seriously. A coo. C-U. C- C-U fodder. Yeah. C-U yeah, so like we have the fodders. I was explaining fodders to you, which yeah. is like a little inflection on a, a vowel which elongates it. So instead of coo, which would be C-U. Yeah. You'd have a Q, which Q. is an elongation. Yeah, yeah. Or like with a, or the same in like the word for like a man or a person would be like, and instead of like dunya, it would be dunya. Yeah, so we, a, a dinner is a person in Irish. Right. So yes. you just to put a foot on it. Yeah, that's it, exactly the same. Yeah. So it's basically, it's been the same thousands of years ago. It's evolved differently on each, on each island. What do you call it? You put a what on it? A fada. So fada is the Irish word for long, right? So you so elongate... The no. vowel. You know why that's really interesting. In Arabic, they have different vowels in the Arabic language, yeah. and the the vowel for making something go upwards, like an ah uh, mm-hmm. or an ah, uh, you would make it a longer yeah. upper vowel. That's called a fata. Ah, stop. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. That so it's the same thing. But what I'd point out there is like that the Irish language is te- like pre-Latin, uh, like as uh, the Gaelic languages. I'm sorry, no, they're, they're, they're Scottish they're language. the same family languages. They're exactly, all, they're, all, they're all Celtic, and language. they completely predate the Latin languages, which we are dominate today: English, uh, Italian, Spanish, and French. Arabic again is a, a a very old language that like predates all those as well. Guys, I, I seriously want to ask, right? So, uh, Marek, what part of the state are you from? Ohio and Texas. Yeah, so you were telling me you, you follow Ohio State in the American football. I went to Ohio State. I you have went to. to it, yeah. I have to. I bleed, I bleed scarlet and grey. Oh, sorry, where, where were you born, though? Uh, like, Texas. Ohio and Texas. Texas. I yeah. was born in uh, Victoria, Texas, which is very close to Mexico. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Dylan Panthers? With the what? The Dylan, Dylan Panthers. Panthers. No. <laughs> it was this TV series, Friday Night Lights, that came out over here. It was a big hit. Um, I, I'm keen to know, we've literally bumped into you guys like half an hour ago. What brings, what, Rome, what part of Scotland are you from? Uh, I mean, a bit old. I was born, I was born in Fife. And then but we lived, we lived most of the time up in, what's that? No, not, with the bananas, no, not that Fife. <laughs> Born, born in Fife, we moved up to just outside, just outside Perth, Perthshire. Interesting. It's like Australia. So where do you think where do you think they got the name from? You come <laughs> original and best, as they say. You come from a real cold place. You come from a real hot place. And then where did you meet? We met. <laughs> we met. Uh, so when when we were, I don't suppose any of you will remember when you were when you were maybe when you were maybe fifteen years old. 
Well, uh, when we were 15 when, years old. When we were 15 old. years old, anyway. The thing to do when you were when you had a sleepover with two or three of your pals is you'd go, on, you'd go on a site called Chat Roulette where you'd go and you'd flick through random people. You'd flick through a hundred different folk with their, with their dicks hanging out. Yeah. T- uh, t- yeah. Tinder for 15-year-olds. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't Kevin's Tinder. dick is on all the internet. It was literally just an online chat room. So you'd have folk, so you'd have folk, whatever. You'd have folk over and. So it wasn't a dating site. No, no, no. it was just an online chat room. So right. Rowan, Rowan was the one guy who did not have his dick out. So I had to talk He's to him. Amazing. It was He's romantic. It's the only gorgeous. So that's what a male's face looks like on the internet. It's not his dick. You hadn't encountered it yet. Yeah. No. And that was part of my charm. I didn't, You're an amazing guy. I didn't have my dick out on camera. <laughs> so you 15. didn't have your dick out in chat roulette when you were 15. And what age are you guys now, Jim, when you ask me? 22. Yeah, we're 22. 22. We, met, we met in person when I was 18 and he was 19. Right. And you've, you're married now. Yeah. Jesus Christ, lads. It's like, it's like a documentary on Netflix. <laughs> and, uh, or Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> right, you said that, not me. <laughs> they can't sue us now. And... Um, no, no, it's, it's a fascinating story. <laughs> the, 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 most fa- the most fascinating of it all is, how the fuck have you ended up in Philly Grimes on a Tuesday night in Watford in Ireland? No, because that's the only days I get off. I get <laughs> You're like Kevin. <laughs> well, other than that, let's go back a few fucking stories. Monday, Tuesday, that's the only nights I can get guaranteed off. Well, we, we wanted to obviously be able to live together where me and America and him in Scotland we were not able to do and we were spending way too much fucking money on plane tickets like I don't even want to count how much money we spent can I just point out that Ireland isn't halfway between Scotland and America it's just halfway as you get no but I couldn't get into the UK so where else do I end up going I go yeah, we to let, Ireland we let any fucker in like you know oh, we will, yeah, yeah, or in, or in yeah you'll take in anybody Kevin, you'll take in me yeah like Kevin's Kevin. in here yeah. <laughs> I'm here we, we haven't even deported Kevin to Mallow yeah we haven't even deported Kevin to Mallow yet <laughs> I'm from Mallow. So Oh listen, it's it's a fairly cool story and um Oh it isn't mad like we've literally we've sat down here to record a podcast tonight and, and our, our agenda so, so before, before it was derailed by us. Our agenda for tonight was the budget that came out today, which we have to finish actually oh, when you fuck off. What was that? We we got a letter through the post, um the dog's eating it. But we got a letter through the post something about um, <laughs> something about blasphemy laws. Oh, don't mind that. That's yeah. a lot of bollocks. No, all right. Yes, if you ask me. Wait, so, wait, what's, what, so ba- basically what it is is... Um, well, because we, we never got to read it. Because it's all it's in bits. Basically, the premise of the whole thing is that, like, back in yonder year, right... The, back when the Catholic Church has a stranglehold of our bollocks. Right. And have a fucking stranglehold of our bollocks still, right? Because they just dictate a lot of our laws that... Blasphemy is still a punishable law in Ireland. Can I just interject? Yeah. Jehovah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're under arrest. You're fucking you're under arrest. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, as an as a hybrid agnostic slash atheist. These immigrants coming yeah. here. So who was it, it was um it was fucking uh what's your the man whole from, point What's your man from QI? Blasphemy is taken out of the constitution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your man I, from QI? Uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen yeah, Fry, yeah, exactly, right? So he came over to Ireland and he said, like, you know, fucking, 
God is a bollocks or something, something like that, right? And then like so, so like it is like that. Fry like spent time in prison, but like <laughs> for nothing. But like, like as in like that, like that is just a fucking bollocks law, right? And that a throwaway comment, throwaway comment, and like no one has paid any attention to it. But it's the fact that. Someone could pay attention yeah. to it and go, and I think, oh, like you could, you could be, yeah. So part of it was, and like I don't know anybody's background here, and I've complete respect to all faiths, and everything. I couldn't give a fuck. Like my thing is, you go on as you go on, but I think the whole point was, um, if you have, uh, regressive, uh, cruel dictatorships in any part of the world that cope blasphemy laws, if the United Nations go to them and say you can't have. Like you can't just kill someone because they said God or Allah or Jehovah or anyone is a bollocks, then they'll just point and say, Well there's a, a advanced Western society that has blasphemy laws. So the whole premise is it's about the worldwide implications. Uh, and as as far as Ireland's concerned, like we're blasphemous all the time. Like we couldn't give a fuck to be honest as a nation. Yeah, sure sure like we pure take the piss out of ourselves the whole time. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't see the need for blasphemy law. I think we need to respect each other, but be so fucked. You're up. voting no, isn't it? Uh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if we can vote or what. The story is there. I, I know can, you're immigrants. Yeah, because yeah, these fucking, these fucking they're coming here stealing our jobs and bringing the. I know. Listen, you take whatever job you want. Just vote whatever way you want. Taking all the shite jobs and all that. We're here for a good time. Not a long, long time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Philly Grimes, 2K18. In fact, we can write that on the wall up here. I'm sure Tom won't mind. Scribble it down. It's been an impromptu fucking off-the-cuff recording with you all. We're delighted to have you on the Snowcast. It's been something. It's been something. Uh, like, follow, listen, subscribe on all the social regular social media channels. And uh, it's been a fucking delight to meet you all. And Kevin, I look forward to ordering a pint off you next week. <laughs> We've been you the Snowcast. Me, Alex. I've been sacked. <laughs> That's a fucking fantastic name. Snowcast. Snowcast, yeah, because this is a snog yeah, and it's a podcast. Yeah, I love it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Listen, Barbu August Launcher. So, uh, yeah, we're back in uh, my house now at the moment. Uh, the segment you just heard there, uh, I've fucked it up altogether. Uh, we've all fucked it up all together like uh, we were talking to, uh, we were talking to, we started talking to these people from uh, from uh, Phil Grimes and we had such a fucking good chat that we ended up like cutting like a fucking hefty amount out of it cutting ourselves short cutting ourselves short and cutting pretty much just cutting the whole snowcast out of it uh, so uh, DJ what what were we on about again sorry so, so you were just telling me about that box you used to order in for 10 or a month we, uh, you had the tartan tie you used to wear to work I used to come oh from. god yeah, yeah, so yeah. You were, we're on about budgeting actually uh, and you were just saying uh, like you know it's probably an excessive spend I'd say is where you're getting at right okay so you said you used to love the fucking things coming in but and I think that's oh yeah yeah perfect right. perfect, no perfect. right okay so I've had a few points after this uh, right, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. So, budgeting now, right? Uh, yeah, you like fucking, yeah, had a few of those toys coming in, right? But now, like, 
I don't know. Like I'm, I, I, I am very conscious about like what are my priorities in budgeting. Like, is it, is it Sky Sports? Is it, um, you know, saving for the future? Like, is it for a house? Is it for whatever? Um, whereas, as you were saying, right, comparing that to two thousand and eight, right, <laughs> two thousand and eight. I was having an absolute joke. The only budget you have is for what he's hot. Like, I used to go out on, oh, I'd say 20 quid max, maximum. Like, like you'd have, so you'd have, so Wally's hot, or Wally's bot, right, as I used to call it, used to be six quid. For, for like, a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine, 5.99, right? Uh, or you could get like a sick. Uh, was it, I think back in our day, I'm not sure if it is now, but it was uh, six cans, six Dutch gold for six euro. It was like like that was your quintessential six for six, like you know. Uh, that was what the six for six in Aldi was back then. Yeah. So, uh, no, actually, it wasn't even just an Aldi. Like that. The no, fucking... but what I'm saying is, is the equivalent. Like, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 we mentioned the six for six for Aldi last episode. Uh, when we were talking about the passion fruit sour from Yellow Belly mm. fucking castaway get on it and uh, I'm saying like when we were 18 6 for 6 the only thing that meant was 6 Dutch for 6 euro yeah cause yeah yeah cause like I think now like maybe uh, uh, car park in uh, uh, Aldi or Carpaki as it's actually officially called we used to call it car park car park in college but uh yeah i think carpaki might be six for six maybe now i don't know but uh yeah like like that budget so uh six for six so that's six euro uh for like for i don't know six one, foot of my hands yeah so like what's that like one two two nights out one yeah. night yeah right so that uh, like it, it like it was the aim when you were going out to uh like not like spend any money when you're out because you were so hammered like so like, you go rock into the, the classic yeah. imagine like imagine rocking into the classic like any night but like pretty much your like just regular nightclub and like just like not spending any more money also I was class rep in college as well like so I used to have like. I used to like text a few of the boys that were running a club and I'd have like six to ten to like I don't know how many passes to like passes yeah. to get into the club and like like all the boys everyone used to just get in like you it's know like, like the whole you, class used you'd to pass get out in the passes. So you'd basically you'd buy your Wally's hot or whatever you're getting, uh you'd buy your few cans, you'd have two or three cans, you'd have half a bottle of Wally's hot, or you'd have half a fucking cheap Tesco vodka or something, head into town, tab of the after giving you a pass, get into classic for free. You might get one shot in there. Oh, like off the bar, uh, yeah, yeah, you're free, yeah. You might go in and get a shot, and then you'd be leery, but you'd be happy for the day. And where you probably spent the most money then was on grub on the way home, like. Yeah, but like, it wasn't like that much either, like, you know? No, like, you get breast and bummy for four euros, mm, probably. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, 
we're fucking 28. Like, I think it's funny. You go probably through three phases once you hit college. College phase is you get by on fucking pennies. Then all of a sudden you qualify, you get your first job, you get your first paycheck. All of a sudden you think you're a fucking millionaire and you vastly overspend. You buy a car like we both did. You fucking rent a gaff on your own or rent a gaff with someone that you fucking overspend on because it's a good gaff. Uh, and then when you're going out, you're buying rounds for everyone. You think you're fucking the, the cock of the walk. Uh, that probably lasts you from about 22, 23 until about 25, 26 and then all of a sudden it fucking hits home. Like you have zero money saved. <laughs> Despite the fact you've been a working profession for two or three years. And then you, you start to settle down a bit. Now we probably haven't settled down too much compared to others. But I think like I look at myself now budgeting like you know when my paycheck goes in. I have me couple of savings accounts that I put the few bob in each paycheck. And then I have my money left over to play around. Now we're we're at a luxury that we can do that. Like we're not homeless. We're not fucking going from bill to bill. We're not. We're, we don't have a lot of debt racked up. But fuck me, like it's it's a lot better now that you have a few pounds to play around with, and we specifically target our Thursday nights and our pints and doing our podcast with it. Then fucking going back to the days where you'd have a scoop of chips, a cheese and onion pie, old Lennox's, and then you'd be into town for the night on eight euro. I know, but like. It's a simpler life, like it's a like, much yeah. simpler fucking life. But I think as well, like there was a lot, a lot less expenses outside of fucking eating and drinking and stuff back then. You like your, you didn't have a phone bill. You just topped up a fiver credit when you could, and if you couldn't text or ring someone, you couldn't text or ring someone. You got by. You didn't have this fucking data allowance and fucking your television. You know, you didn't have any many bills really. Like so, you just kind of got by. Like if your television was gone, you didn't give a fuck. If you had no internet, you didn't really care. It was more about occupying yourself and entertaining yourself than fucking having a means to entertain yourself like television, internet, and stuff like that. So it was way simpler then than it is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. It's still like I, cause I I was up uh, last week with my cousin. Um, <laughs> I stayed on her couch in Cork uh, last month because uh, I started a masters in UCC. But uh, like <laughs> it, it I absolutely love that frame of mind. Like I absolutely like like regardless of like your financial situation, right? Like those girls were so so happy like absolutely ecstatic because they like bought a fish <laughs> like just meant like just that kind of stuff like. that shit like i absolutely love that shit like yeah that's so like that's so funny like as in like these girls was like bought a fish like no, sorry they bought two fish right called martin and fiona right and like these two fish were fucking like they like they were like worrying over like what like how long will they survive and like you know what kind of fishbowl should be getting shit like but like it's that kind of carefree mentality where like like uh, like like me I'm I'm like oh um like I have to like s- like sort a tax issue or something mm-hmm. like that right where it is not that it's just like, it's literally like Who you know, a fault, like? it's like literally like 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 my cousin was just like like. 
is like is this weekend food for the fish like good enough like to give and they're like I don't give a fuck yeah oh, like, what are you talking about like you know just like settle down like this is this is literally like a fish you're talking about what are you on about like, oh like you, you get by section section but it's funny like you know the government's releases budget today and it's just funny how they just do this big fuck off document Minister for Health shites it out and they just fucking go with it as they do most people lose the odd person wins usually the fucking wrong people you have a tenner in your arse pocket that they put in through reducing the USC or the wage whatever but they take fucking 15 quid out of your front pocket by increasing. I think they've increased the VAT on fucking pubs and stuff like that. And, and that, uh, so. Yeah, hospitality. Yeah. Hospitality. So, do you know what? Like, they'll give you more money, but it'll cost you more to live and blah, blah, blah. But the nuts and the bolts of it is that's a chat about the fucking budget because it's been topical this week. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.